Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Valerie. Valerie's back. back. Welcome back, Valerie. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We we tried to soldier on last week without you. It it wasn't Uh, as far as like the Pacific Rim episode. We did okay. Yeah, we did better. It was so weird not being at Fan X with you guys and then seeing everybody posting all the things and I'm at a totally different convention yeah. Um, in a different place, um, but it looked like everybody had a good time. How was Portland? I mean, <laughs> port. I didn't get to see a ton of Portland, right. and where I was staying, like there wasn't a whole lot to walk to. So anywhere mm. I wanted to go, I had to like take a car. So I didn't see a lot of it, and it was kind of long days. Um, Rose City Comic Con was actually really cool. It's an oh. art based convention so there are more artists there than there are any than there is anything else like their artist alley is huge Mm -hmm. there are so many artists um comic book artists um they have a whole ceramic section um but it started as like an art comic-con basically so yeah it was really cool to see all the different artists and everything and then they had a vendor hall that i really didn't go into because i was just looking at all the art sure yeah that's very cool yeah those are getting to be rarer i think Mm -hmm. just the art or the creator driven kind of comic cons Uh, so it's cool to see one still going and going strong so that's awesome yeah yeah fan x was fine I mean, if you guys didn't hear our recap, we talked about it last week. And it was, I mean, there was still a lot of really cool stuff. It was very different this year. I think all mm-hmm. of us spent less time there than we normally do. And yeah. I think that was part of it. So it just is how it fell this time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But well, that's all right. Not a lot of shenanigans, but we did have some fun. <laughs> well, yeah, I we wasn't some- there for the shenanigans. That's- so. That's why yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was relatively shenanigan free, which made it less fun. Uh, anyway, but but it was good. Uh, Tracy got to meet Harvey Gillian. Gillian. Yeah. Gillian. Yeah. So super nice guy. We enjoyed that. Nice. So, um, but but it was good. And I guess that's all we really have to say about fan. <laughs> yeah. We had a couple of panels. Yeah. Um, but we do have coming up in November, on November 3rd, we will be hosting a trivia night at the Midway in Midvale. So we did this last year. I think we did it the year before. This is becoming a, an annual fall tradition, and it's a lot of fun. Um, if you haven't had the opportunity to come out and be a part of it, we definitely invite you to come out and check it out. It's so much fun. We have a lot of really great prizes that we'll be raffling off. Uh, Every dollar that is spent on the prizes, the raffle tickets, all of that will go directly to the American Cancer Society. None of it goes into our pockets at all, but every ticket you buy, every, everything like that goes straight to them uh, as we're trying to raise funds 
as we get ready to run a 10K in January. And also to help Tracy raise some funds because he's got a few more races that he's running and needs <laughs> to raise a few more funds. So uh, it, it all goes to a good cause. Um, the food there is great. Uh, the service is fantastic. Uh, and we are just so grateful to Bill for allowing us to come out and have this kind of activity and event there. Uh, so we would love to bring in some additional customers to his establishment <clears throat> while we're while we're at it. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. And last year, you guys got me to wear a princess mini hat. And yeah. uh, who knows what will happen this year. So. <laughs> well, I feel like we have to raise the bar somehow. So we've yeah. got to figure out something well, to wear. I will look around this room oh, and oh, I will bring something ideas. good. <laughs> <laughs> you know I got stuff. This is true. This is true. But yeah, we've got uh, movie tickets. We've got um, a couple of local restaurants have, have donated some gift cards. We've got a smoker that can do up to four chickens at once, which is a lot of chicken. But, we, have, uh, we have Hale Center Theater tickets. Nice. Um, we're going to have, I'm working on some other sports packages, so we will see what we can get. But Awesome. So yeah, come win some prizes, hang out, see us, raise some money for American Cancer Society and have a good time. Yep. So that is November 3rd from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. is kind of what we're planning on time-wise. Uh, and come out and join us. It'll be great. So, uh, and of course, we're all in the middle of training and getting ready for the 10K in January. Uh, I'm getting there. How you feeling? <laughs> This week was rough. I uh, got hit with a cold. Well, I've been busy this week, and I got hit with a cold and didn't get oh. out and do as much as I'd like to. But but I'm getting there. So it's did coming along. Did you get the con crud? I, I, it must have been something like that. I don't know if it was that or my daughter brought home a cold from school that she shared with all of us, which we, mm. you know, sharing is caring. That's what we try to teach <laughs> Yeah, I was lucky. I avoided the concrete. I think it's just because I wasn't there that much this year, but I dodged the bullet. So, well, part of the problem is I went around and licked everything. That probably mm. didn't help. That'll do it. Help. Yeah. So, I have I been to more cons in the past year and a half than I have ever been in a row. And I think I've only gotten sick once. I don't know what's going on. That's crazy. But knock on wood, I have a couple <laughs> left to go. I have a I have one of the biggest ones you got left to go. New York Comic Con coming up. I do also want to say because this was such a cool thing. This week I interviewed the director of the Reeducation of Molly Singer. Uh -huh. It's a movie that uh, came out this last week, and right before we started the interview, he saw my thing right here on this side. The harder they fall. And he was freaking out. He's like, I love that movie. And I'm like, I love it too. Cause I always tell everybody to like, see the harder yeah. they fall. And yeah. it was cool to have like a nerdy moment mo moment with a movie director. And we're both like geeking out about, you know, That's this really, if you cool. haven't seen the harder they fall, um, you need to, um, it's on Netflix, but um, I'm glad that I, Talk to him before I reviewed the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was like a C plus B minus kind of mm. thing. Mm. Um, but you can watch it at home if you don't want to go to the theater because it went gotcha. to both. But it's kind of like a Van Wilder meets 
another stupid comedy. But instead, it was originally written for a male character. And then uh -huh. they decided to make it a female lead, which is always fun, sure. but doesn't always work out because if you don't change the script, because it's got to be a little bit different. And they did change it. Um, and he was like, I love Van Wilder and I love um, 80s director Hughes. John, John Hughes. John Hughes. Uh -huh. He loved all those movies. And so he put a lot of those movies in this movie. And I think it was just a little too, too much. much of inspiration. Um, but it, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't anything I need to see again. Gotcha. Yeah. But he was lovely. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, I mean, that's nice. And is it is this like his first film or is it he has done um some tv shows i'll post i need to upload the actual interview um wow. and after i upload it i'll post it on our page so you guys it was literally like a 15 minute interview i actually cool. kept it pretty short um because i didn't really want to get into the things i didn't like there were some things i did like about it and i mm -hmm. like to stay positive Sure. Um, but he does, he also directs some like mock you dating show where they make fun of like those dater island shows. Oh, and sure. and I haven't seen it. I've seen like the the commercials, the trailers, whatever you call it now on streaming. They're not really right. commercials, they're little kind of trailers for it, but mm -hmm. I haven't watched it. So he does a lot of comedy. Um cool. yeah. Well. Kansas City just won their football game, so all the Swifties oh. will be very excited. <laughs> my, my favorite nice. football team is now the favorite of all the teenage girls. And, and how does that feel, Jake? I'm fine with it. You know what? The more, the merrier. You got the Swifties <laughs> on your side? Yeah. I saw I mean, they were selling Chiefs jerseys with Swifty on the back. Oh, yeah, you can, get, you can get a custom jersey that's number 87 and put Swifty on the back. So, and go. if you don't have a million dollars, but you want to see Taylor Swift in concert, you can go see it in the theater in two weeks, but you should buy your tickets now. Oh, I'm sure that's going to be a big, yeah. That's I went to my cool. brother's house today and my niece already has <coughs> their, has their tickets for the uh, movie and I won't be here to review it, but mm -hmm. they'll be doing something special on Good Things Utah all about it. But if you don't have tickets for your kids or for you, I know plenty of adult Swifties. There are you need adults, to get yeah. them now. Yeah. Jake, let's go. It was, let's do it. <laughs> it was It was funny because as we were watching the game tonight, they had an advertisement for that. That's, uh -huh. you know, an ad came up for that during the show. And I thought, yeah, I don't know that before last week they would have advertised the Taylor Swift concert in theaters on mm -hmm. NFL Sunday Night Football. Yeah. But they knew. I mean, they, they want the money. Oh yeah, they, want, they would have taken. I mean, it cost. It, they want the money for advertising, so I think yeah. either way they would have. Well, but I, that's what I mean. Yeah, I don't think yeah. That they would have said, "Hey, we want to buy ad time on," but they knew. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we want to buy ad time for this game because yeah, we knew everybody was going to be watching. So and, yeah. and off topic, but speaking of shows, you two opened up the Sphere in Las Vegas this weekend. Yes, mm -hmm. I saw so many posts the on videos. That. Look incredible. That venue looks yeah. insane. Yeah, it does look really incredible. My word. When we were there a couple years ago for our anniversary, 
um, it was wild because they were building that. And it was just this huge. It was like watching the Death Star getting built. <laughs> That's no moon. So it was it was pretty incredible. So I'd love to see a concert there. Yeah, I'm sure it's a great experience. So I don't know. You two, they they put on a good show, I hear. I, I, I hear they're a smile. I, I, I have seen things. them twice and I have enjoyed it. So yeah, I've never seen them. Couldn't afford it the last time they came to Salt Lake and... The first time I saw them, I was going to school at USC. Okay. I was 17. And this summer program that I went to, it's like people from all over the world. And these two guys from Germany bought tickets and one of them got really sick and couldn't go. Huh. And he's like, do you want the ticket? And I'm like, I have 17. I don't have money to buy a U, you know, a U2 ticket from you. Right. Um, and he's like, just get me a sweatshirt. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, sure. So I went with his friend that was in one of my film classes. Um, and that was the year that um, oh, big political band. I can't think of anything. It's nine o'clock, nine thirty at night. Rage Against the Machine opened for wow. them. So it was a pretty cool show. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I saw them here when they played at Rice Stadium. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that was really cool because their stage that was their stage then is now at our aquarium. Yeah, so I got off. to see that like in action and then they moved it over there and it was, it was pretty cool. I like that they um, like Kanye went on tour with them at one point. Like they always pick like this opposite yeah. um, band um, Except for when I saw them, the band, the bands that opened for him were pretty close. Like when I saw him at Rice Eccles, mm -hmm. um, it yeah. was pretty close to who like their same music. But it was really cool to go from Rage Against the Machine at seventeen into you two. Like the it was just it was kind of surreal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was there with my braces. I was nice. Like, yeah. nice. <laughs> 17-year-old Val raging. Yeah. Love it. Well, you know, you 2 I think, came about in the 80s, right? They yeah. debuted in the 80s, which is also when our movie that we're talking about came out, as we're talking about the 1980s classic War Games starring Matthew Broderick. And Matthew Jake, Broderick. Did you also come out in the, the 80s? 80s? I did come out in the 80s. Yes, that is true. I made my big debut in January of 82. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like that you rhymed that. Yeah. Well, not on purpose, but it worked out that way. So I'm happy <laughs> that, that way. Uh, 1982 is, is infamously known as one of the best years for movies ever. And also my birth year. So I feel like that's not a coincidence, really. Dave was about. also born that year. So. Whoa. Yeah. You and the babe. Yep. Nice. I knew, I knew there was something special about the babe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's the babe with the power. What power? <laughs> it's a different movie. We're not talking about that one this time, but I do love that movie too. <laughs> so no. this is, go ahead, go ahead. Tracy. I, I no. was just going to say, it's been a while since I had seen this. What, what did you guys think? Because I remember seeing this like on VHS. Like this was, yeah. this was a staple in the house. Yeah. 
yeah. It was was interesting to watch. I had seen it before a few times. I remember watching this a couple of times growing up. And even then, it felt like the computer was huge and the disc that he... I love it when he pulls out the big disc and it's like this big and he puts it into his little disc drive and like that kind of stuff. It was pretty amazing to watch that. But the story itself holds up really well. And honestly, I felt like it was still pretty... Like there's still some things today that are pretty pertinent about about yeah. this movie. I mean, it starts getting into like AI and stuff like that. That is what we talk about all the time now, because what right. will happen with AI as it grows and as this tool develops. Um, and, you know, this was 40 years ago talking mm-hmm. about it. Um, and then, you know, relations with Russia. It's not like it's really that much better now True. than it was back then. And so it was, I thought it was still, it still held up. The story was still pretty, um, entertaining and, and interesting. Um, it was very eighties in that these are teenage kids and their parents are completely oblivious to anything that they're doing, which I love that in the eighties, like kind of how it was. Yeah. <laughs> Not just in the movies. Yeah. The, the Gen X, the, you know, the Gen X memes about how we were raised by ourselves, the latchkey kids and yeah. yeah. We learned how to feed ourselves and entertain ourselves. And yeah, that's all pretty much true. I also think like if there's anything that you can count on, it's Russia. Like we're always going to be, they're always going to, they're always going to be right there in our way. (laughs) Yep. Um, No, I, I agree. There were, so for me, I think there were the pacing was a little bit like touch and go for me. Like sometimes it was like, yeah. da, 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 da. and then there was other times that it was slow. And I don't mind that, but the times that it was slow, it wasn't taking me anywhere. Like if you're going to slow a movie down, make it a point of something. And, and I didn't quite get that, but I, I was watching it. And I think the last time I had seen this movie, I was fairly young and I had watched it a bunch of times as a kid. And as a kid, you're looking up to these kids because I was younger than these kids thinking, this is so cool that they get to be there with these adults and they're, you know, fighting and like, they're, they're trying to be, you know, like they know these things. And, but now when I watch sometimes, yeah, when, when, now that I watch it, I'm like, why aren't these adults listening to these kids? Like these adults are a bunch of jerks. Like I, and then I think to myself, like when have I not listened to Sammy that she could have told me something important, but I'm just like dismissing her because she's a kid. And like in, on my side, it wasn't very often that I could think of, but I'm sure if I talked to her, it would be a different story. (laughs) But I just thought like, we still do that. Like kids, these eight, these, in this day and age are so much technically smarter than us. They also know how to reach people from all over the world. They pay attention. Like if some, if some like 15, 16 year old were to come up to me now and they're like, I accidentally hacked into a Russian computer and I'm really worried. Like I would take this kid seriously, (laughs) right? I would be like, let's, let's show me what you did. And then let's find out who we can talk to about it. That's not going to take us into a dark room and never let us out. Right. Like, 
So I just, it was so frustrating to watch it because I was just like, why aren't you idiots listening right. to this kid? And then also I've watched a couple of new AI movies lately. Uh -huh. And I do think that this movie was before, like ahead of its time. Of time. Yeah. Because if you were yeah. to make the same movie now, it would still be pertinent, mm -hmm. but it would just be updated as far as like all of the technology goes. But you right. wouldn't have to change the story Right. really at all yeah, yeah you'd have to change the scene where he find it has to find a payphone yeah for sure. i mean but you could be in a situation well, where you still had to find well, one sure, because you couldn't use phone. you couldn't use anything and then that would be the worst case scenario because who has a home phone or a payphone totally. and it would be like even more like where are we gonna, where am I gonna go <laughs> yeah well and then, and then when you do find the payphone what do you even pick do? it up and, and you think, screen. quick, what's someone's phone number? Anyone's <laughs> phone number? Because I don't have any of them memorized. Yeah. yeah, you used to have like 15, 20 phone numbers all right up in here. And that now I have two. Longer. Yeah. Except yeah. for like the 8675309. But that Jenny. doesn't go to anywhere. Jenny. Yeah, it does. It calls Jenny. No. Yeah. That does. Um it, it's interest it's an interesting point, Val, because you're right, they do ignore the kids a lot when they're trying to explain what's going on. And it's funny because like, just prior to that, they're like, this kid hacked into everything and he's this Russian spy and every, and then when he starts like, and they realize he's not a Russian spy, then he must be some kind of idiot who just accidentally like, like, wait, one second, he goes from being super capable Russian spy material to uh, yeah. we're gonna ignore everything he says. <laughs> Silly little yeah. kid. Yeah. So, yeah. so my favorite thing in the whole movie is that when, when he's in the detention unit and they have the one drawer that's full of all the cotton swabs and then he pulls the drawer out and there's a, there's some medical supplies like medical scissors. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But then there's just the voice recorder so that he can record the dial tone of the beeps for the door security. And I was just like, that's a really random placement for that among medical supplies, but you know, Hey, whatever. Yep. Well, when you're writing the story, you could kind of just throw that in there and I guess, yeah. Maybe, just, maybe like the medical examiner is like dictating what they're seeing in the patient. I don't know. I, but. Thought, I thought the same thing. I'm like, what doctor just leaves their <laughs> dictating device in a random drawer? Like you, like if it was, if he was in somebody's office and he found right. out that would be one thing, but like in an exam room, I don't yeah. know. It was a little mm, bit weird. Not so sure. But the other thing that was good in this one, because we'll, we're going to be talking about another movie next week that was also from the eighties. Uh -huh. These kids actually look like teenage kids. Yeah. Yes. Which is good because the next movie, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was cast in that movie last week. But did uh, Jake? Do you have a thing for Ali? Be interesting. What's that, Tracy? Did you have a thing for Ali Sheedy like I did? No, I don't know that I did as much as you did. I know we've talked about this before. I You're mean, a she, little younger too. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been a little younger. Yeah, but um, you were two when this came out, <laughs> probably. You were, he was still pooping his pants. <laughs> well, that that could have been me last week too. I mean, <laughs> Same, two days ago. No, but I I do remember seeing because growing up and being a little bit older in the '90s and things like that, we still saw a lot of these movies. Sure. on tv like it would be play like on saturday, saturday these movies play during the day or yeah. 
like at night on on channels and stuff because back when cable was still young you didn't have all of these tv shows to fill all the time right so they took these old movies that they could get on the cheap and play them edited for tv and and whatever and so so i saw a lot of ali sheedy movies as a teenager and there was definitely an appeal there for sure yeah this one in particular i don't know why but yeah this it's because yeah. in these movies they still do the uh, soft glow anytime yeah. a female is on screen, That's and so point. she not it only helps. looks cute, but then they make her look like oh, like anytime you can watch a movie from the mid '80s to the early 2000s, and they always thought if there was a female character on the screen, on the you're, you're gonna put a little, which I mean I'm sure. The females were like, make keep me looking young. That's fine. Yeah. And now everything's in 4K and HD, and you can see all the everything. <laughs> Which I like. I mean, I don't mind it either way, but I mean, most right. Julia Roberts movies when she first came out were all like this. Mm -hmm. And and oh, what was it? The English patient is almost the whole movie oh, is yeah. almost all like that. Um, but but yeah, so like Ali Sheedy, if you go between her, and it's not too noticeable in it i think i just notice it because i know right um but um super heavy i here. my favorite parts of the movie was every time they put we're looking at the screen of the computer and it's doing the t -t 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 like all the little noises and the green like i just love that yeah. i just barely like got rid of my dad's computer that when I was younger, I played and I can't ever think of the name. And Dave always reminds me where I'm like, walk to the candle. Do you want to go oh, to yeah. the candle? Do you want to go? Quest. And I don't think that's what it was called. There's, oh, there, but that, that was a big one. Yeah. Yeah. King's yeah. I was Quest. just like, you're like, did you, you're, you're in the doorway. Did you want to walk to the table with the candle or do you want to like, and you just type it, you don't see, you have right. to imagine everything. Uh -huh. So every time in the movie that that happened, I was just like, Oh, <laughs> that was, it used to be so much. Cause I don't really play video games now. Cause it's just, and I sound like a really old lady. It's just a lot to do. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. so many things and so many buttons and there's, you've got to like concentrate on a story and like, yeah, I just want duck hunt. And, and, you, and got, you got things trying to kill you. And in this text-based game, if you didn't put in a prompt, it just sat there and waited for you. Yeah. 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 It was, it gave you some time. Yeah. yeah. Or it, blew, it was going to blow something up, but still like oh. you had some time. <laughs> Well, I, it could possibly kill everyone, but you have sure. some time. I love, I love that this must have been right after Al Gore invented the internet because <laughs> oh, yes. he was he was connecting to the internet before we even knew what that was, right? Yeah. And he's taking the phone and he's putting it on the the receiver thing, and it's calling all of the numbers at that area code in California. Can you imagine what that must have been like for the neighbors that, you know, they get hello. And it's just this computer sound. Like that. There's something yeah. wrong with the phone again, Harry. I don't know, I don't what, know what it is, Marge. But I, I love that scene to see how the internet worked. My kids were blown away by stuff like that. My oldest came in while we were watching it. And he's like, what is that? I'm like, that's a computer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know. I know. That was cutting edge, though. And it was cutting edge. Like, yeah. it, 
his parents don't care at all about him because they have no idea what he is, where he is, what he's doing, but they buy him the most expensive computer equipment. I mean, that had to be a few thousand dollars worth of computer equipment yeah. that he had just in his room. Yeah. At a time when most homes didn't even have a computer in them. Yeah. He had it in his bedroom. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was unreal. And I always loved the sound. Like, I think the sound effects were what I loved the most about this yeah. movie. Like when they unscrew the phone thing. I love every time I see a movie where they have to unscrew the phone, like the little talking <laughs> yeah. piece on the, yeah. like it's, I don't know why I love that so much, but if there was a YouTube channel that was just people yes, unscrewing phone, like, talking i don't what do you even call that it's like the receiver yeah, oh yeah there's there's, there's the, the i don't know there's mouthpiece. the speaker is yeah. one side that's what you hear out yeah. of and then, yeah yeah the mouthpiece but they do it in like a lot of old spy movies as well right because they're oh, yeah. checking to yeah. see if the they're being tapped the and i just yeah. yeah so if somebody could put together a youtube channel which is like all of the sounds from the eighties, like the rotary phone. Like, I just want to listen to that. I want to listen to you unscrew the telephone. I want to, the, I, oh, I still, I found, okay. Speaking of Portland, the one cool thing I did in Portland is I went into the largest bookstore in the world. Yes. And I, it kind of felt like I went back to the eighties, which was really cool. And I found these old school pens. I wish I would have brought one up here, but do you remember the bank pens? And you yeah. clicked it, but they were two different colors. Uh-huh. Yes. I a whole pack of those and I had to buy them. Nice. Nice. Very nice. So yeah, click on that. The keyboard typing, like mm -hmm. all the things. Somebody put together this channel and I will listen to it when I go to sleep. <laughs> the other sound that I love from this movie is every time they go to the Whopper computer and you just yeah. get that. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. how the computer sounded, obviously. Yeah. And maybe they yep. did. I don't know. It kind of makes me think of like being in in the queue line for Space Mountain at Disneyland. It's just got kind of that hum, you know, that low, yeah, that low level hum. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love it. And when I you printed it. something out and it goes to the dot matrix paper, that yes, has I also love that noise. <laughs> yep. I and then a, when you when you rip it out and you have to that sound and then when you rip off the sides yeah. I love all those sounds yeah. all of it. I, I remember Apple all the way through college with a dot matrix printer, and in the word document you could not backspace you had to hard delete. Uh -huh. So I wrote I wrote a, like a fifty page Citizen Kane paper, and if you didn't catch your typo then you had to print it out and then you had to take white out. Yeah, and write it out on the paper and then write it in and yeah. We had to do that in high school. And then we would always end up using the whiteout on our fingernails. Yeah. It's whiteout nail polish. We used to have a printer like that as well. Uh -huh. uh, and we would use it to print out banners a lot because it would yes. be. Oh, sure. And then when we got a new printer that didn't do that and it was just a single paper, it was like, this printer sucks. You can't do a banner. On it. <laughs> Forget that it can actually do color. Printed better, printed color, all that, but it didn't print a banner. Stupid. Uh, I I will say the best insult to a teacher in any movie might be in this movie, and I would have guessed Matthew Broderick, but I would have guessed Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but no, it's in this movie when his teacher says, 
who was it that first suggested asexual reproduction? And he says, I don't know, your wife? That is such a great line. It's such a burn. <laughs> I love it. Oh, See, good. There were like jokes like that that I didn't catch when I was younger. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because they're. I didn't get, yeah. It's like going back and, and uh, I haven't seen it for a while, but years ago I rewatched part of Grease 2. And my I sister, love Grease my, 2. My sisters loved it growing up. So we watched it all the time. And I'm watching this. I'm like, this is so full of innuendo. <laughs> So full. Yeah, I watched it all the time as a kid, and I had no idea. Yeah. And then I watched it a couple of years ago, and I was like, whoa. Well, even the original Grease yeah. is. And it's funny yeah. to me because growing up in a very conservative community mm -hmm. like I mm -hmm. did, that was a hugely popular movie. A lot of, Absolutely. like, I remember youth groups watching it and talking and all this stuff. And then I watched it as I got older, older and I thought, what in the world is this not? Well, I think I, I told you guys like on one of our episodes that like I had watched it a ton as a kid, but right. we had like the safe for TV version. Yeah. And then I went over to a friend's house when I was in high school and watched it. And I'm like, where did this what? naked butt come from? I was like, I have watched this movie so many times and not one time. Was there Did a I ever see the guy that moons the camera? Never want. I was like, I don't think I'd ever seen another human's butt in my life. And <laughs> there it is. And I was just like, I didn't know what to do. Like I Ooh. almost just got up and went home because I was just like, what? What? Well, I thought. I thought planes, trains, and automobiles was a great little family comedy to watch on TV. <laughs> It is. I love that story. Got my wife down to watch it. Got to the car rental scene. It is not as family friendly. <laughs> I remember. No. More f bombs per capita in that scene. Yeah, yeah it was. It's incredible, and, and it's so well done too. Like he places them all perfectly. But yeah. it's better than Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, well, yeah. Just I, would, I would agree. Yeah, I love Samuel L. Jackson, I but I'm too. just saying they're giving him a run for his money. Yeah, Steve Martin there. Yeah. So, but yeah, so how re, I haven't seen it yet, Val. But like, kind of compare this to the creator because I was I want to see that one. So I'm, I'm, I'm just about the same. Well, it's no, fun. but I was thinking about the the AI and stuff like that. And yeah, so I'm just so, that while this was playing. Yeah, I'll I'll take a couple minutes on it. I'm not going to get too yeah. far into it. Um, but the creator, um, and this is like, everybody asks me how I grade movies. So this is going to be super helpful for you. Okay. Um, the creator is probably one of the best technical movies I have seen all year, mm -hmm. maybe in the last couple years, it is technically phenomenal. And the fact that the director who also did rogue one mm -hmm. shot this on a Sony camera that cost you $3,500 right. and put it in an, I'm on an IMAX screen. And it looked so beautiful makes me as like a wannabe filmmaker. So happy because it's right there at your fingertips. Like you, yeah, you know what I mean? And so it was so cool. Um, but the coloring is amazing. The sequences are amazing. The acting is phenomenal. The girl that plays the little AI girl, right. I she blew me away, right? I see a lot of movies. 
So for me, there wasn't a ton of originality in the story. Uh It's almost like every AI movie that I've seen over the past 10 to 15 years, all in this movie, but the effects and the acting and everything is better than any of the other ones I've seen. They made this movie for $800,000. Yeah. Like it's again, technically the best movie I've seen in a long time. The story was not that original. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, it's a B plus and, and it would have been an A and I kind of want to almost give it an A minus just because just technically on point and acting wise phenomenal. But I also have to put into consideration that most people do not see all the movies that I see. So maybe they haven't seen AI. Maybe they haven't seen, you know, iRobot. Maybe they haven't seen all of these movies that I've seen. And so this could be very new for them, right? So so that would bring it into the A category. I would definitely watch this movie again. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm going to talk about a movie this week on Good Things Utah um, called Fair Play. Fair Play is not the best technical movie that I've seen, but story-wise blew me out of the water. That's what So you're these are both A movies for me. This one is technical this one is emotional cool so it's yeah so i i originally gave the creator a b plus but like the more that it like sits and resonates with me i think it does deserve an a just because of what he did technically like it was really on point you could not like the special effects we've seen some crappy special effects oh yeah okay But this was really great. Um, As far as it goes, because I think the one thing that I that I love about AI movies is kind of the same reason that I love sports movies and any movie that you have something um, AI related and it can be war games. It can be the creator is that they're less about technology and more about human acceptance. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's how far will we go to accept something that we've created because it's now something different. Than what, it's not doing what we planned it to do. So now we don't like it. And, yeah. and that can be with people that can, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so for me, it's that acceptance that it, it, it pulls on your heartstrings because I think we all have been in a situation where we either haven't accepted something or we haven't been accepted. Mm-hmm. And, and usually we create the issue, Yeah, but we don't take responsibility for the issue. And so I think that's every movie that is about AI Terminator two, well, mm-hmm. Terminator in general, but Terminator two is the better one. We've already talked about this Right, is very similar to war games is very similar to the creator is very like, they all have this one thing that's the same. And it's that we're not accepting something we created. Yep. And we're now turning why, against it. This is why I'm so glad we have you on the show. Cause <laughs> that was cool. 
<laughs> okay. No, seriously, Thanks. that was a really Thanks. cool breakdown. And I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm dying to see the creator. I just haven't had a chance Yeah, yet. But, but I, I mean, really if you've seen a lot of movies that about AI, and I think right. I've seen everyone ever made, um, you're going to be like, okay, like this is something I've saw in this one. And this is something, but it's how he does it because there wasn't one spot in the movie that I think I was like, take that part out. Uh -huh. um, actually, I lied. There was one spot um, that I we could have done without it because I did want a little more of a back story. It was, you know, let's bring up the Eternals really quick. <laughs> oh, yes. Let's bring that up. <laughs> and also because there is one of the same actresses in that movie okay um where she is also in a love um relationship in this movie with the main character and they don't give us enough of that story for me to care about it ah, so gosh. if you're gonna give me this give me a little less of the same action scene over here and give me more about them so when something happens to them i care more and in the Eternals, it's the same thing for me. Mm -hmm. I don't care about this love story and this right. other big thing because you don't give me enough of it to care. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So for me, I would have liked a little more of that. And that's kind of where that B plus comes into play. Sure. But everything else to me was great. But that love story, give me... Uh, every time they, they showed their relationship, it was the same footage over and over. So, but as far as like putting war games into that, there's a huge part of war games that is about like, we created this technology and now someone else is using it against us, but it's not our fault. Right. So we need to like destroy, you know what I, so we don't, we well, don't, as humans don't ever take responsibility for the things that we create that then come back all the Jurassic Park movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we did well, that, but. I had forgotten the opening sequence. I had forgotten that this was a, a training sequence where yeah. you have the human, where you got to have two humans and they both have to confirm that it's the code and they both have to turn the keys at the same time. And because the guy wasn't turning the key because he was like, what if we're wrong? Yeah, you take the human element out of it and put it into the realm of the computer that won't have those kind of questions and qualms. Yeah. And then when the computer doesn't have those questions, they're desperately trying to stop it. So I thought yeah. that was nice. I'd forgotten that whole sequence existed. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the only difference in this movie is that this AI doesn't technically have a face. Right. Do you know what I mean? But it's still there and we're still misusing it. Whereas in like Terminator... Um, AI, um, and this, the creator and the one with you just said, I robot, you yeah. actually see them terminating if you no pun intended, right, right. these machines that don't have any feelings. And I think that's the only difference is, um, that all of the feelings in this movie come with the kids that are be being treated like they're idiots and yeah. until, until they need to use them for something. Yeah. And I mean, we, we at least get a name Jonathan. because it's Joshua or Joshua, excuse me, not Jonathan. Yeah. Joshua. AI. But, uh, and then we get a nice 1980s anti-war, anti-World War Three nuclear yes. war. 
message yeah. where it's like tic-tac-toe where you get so good at it that eventually you never get a winner because you're, yeah. it just escalates and there's never a winner. Yeah. So. And I like the fact too, that it's like that this was so eighties in terms of like the military casting, like those guys oh, yeah. were every military movie ever ranging from top gun to like what the, there was a helicopter. One. There were so many yeah. military movies in the eighties that, it, and all these guys just made a killing off of that. So that made me laugh. Well, and I kept on having, as I'm watching it, I'm like, Marvel must have been inspired by this computer situation in this movie because there are a lot of sections in various Marvel movies where they go into an area and remember the guy is in the computer and it's oh, yeah. these old computers uh, and he's, War. yeah, um, yes. and they're, I think they, they have it in a couple different movies this kind of same character but when i was watching it back i was like oh my gosh that reminds me of this scene and in <laughs> that marvel movie and this scene in that marvel movie because it has that old school feel of these computers and um i was like i wonder if they you know were a little bit inspired by war games yeah oh i'm sure well what do we grade war games um i'll go oh i i would probably give this one a b plus um it still holds up really well like you said jake like it's still very pertinent in a lot of ways it is very 80s but it doesn't feel like laugh out loud because it's so 80s like it just feels yeah. like it was set in that time period and it's not like like the next movie the last starfighter is is a whole different um 80s type of movie but this one still holds up really well um, the acting is really good. I think it's one of Matthew Broderick's better, better roles. Um, I think he did a really great job with it. Um, still entertaining. And uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed revisiting it. I'll go B plus. Uh, it's a B minus for me. Okay. Um, just because like the parts that were just making your heart race and you've got that music and you've got all of this like angst and thing needs to happen. Like you're going. And then all of a sudden it's like somebody slams on the brakes and I don't mind to have those intense moments and then those thoughtful moments. But I, to me, it wasn't the best combination to go from here to there, like very quickly. Um, so because of that, um, it would, it's a B minus and I don't know, like it was fun to go back and revisit, but I don't know that I'm ever going to watch it again after this. Like I didn't, I, it was fun, but like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fair. I, for me, it's, it's a B. I think it holds up really, really well. I agree. There are some pacing and story issues uh, in it, but overall it was still enjoyable. I think it's still pertinent. Um, Matthew Broderick is great, like he is in everything. So for me, it's a B. We ran the whole gamut of the Bs. B, 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 B. It's it's like the Better Business Bureau. It's triple. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. There's War Games. We will be back next week with another 1980s classic. We probably won't give that one all Bs. We'll see how it goes. Yes and not. Yeah. Uh, I, got, I, I have opinions. Back. That one was so great when I was nine years old. Like that was another one I watched and rewatched and rewatched on VHS. And it was just, 
right? So when I picked it, I'm like, oh, that'll be fun to go back and rewatch. And it was pretty painful. You know what was also fun when we were eight years old? Candy cigarettes. Do you think we should still have those in our lives? No. No. (laughs) All right. There you go. Join us November 3rd for Trivia Night at the Midway in Midvale, Utah. Uh, If you would like to donate to our fundraiser because you can't make it to the Trivia Night, totally understandable. We will put the link for that in the description for this video and this episode. Uh, So you're welcome to go and donate there. Every dollar helps. And we appreciate it so much. Uh, And until next time, we won't see you at the movies. Bye. Bye, everybody. This has been an Age of Geek media production.